Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Van Orchard Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm your second host, Elijah Evans. And yo, man, we are back with another episode and another great guest as well. You know, the guest we have on today, man, someone who, who whose work I've been tapped into at the once at the beginning of this year. Um, I checked out his brand, The Secretaries, and I was like, I tapped in and I was seeing the visuals he was doing for the clothes he was releasing. And I was just like, yo, like, this is sick. Like, this is crazy. And then also the pieces themselves, of course, are sick as well. But I also noticed how he worked with, you know, friends of the podcast, uh, Nico and Nick of uh, over at, uh, Didam Asterix and, Yo, man, he's also, he also models as well. Also has a great sense of style. And so with all that being said, I'm going to let my guest introduce himself. Hey, man, appreciate it. Yeah, no, uh, my name is Parker Murchison. Um, yeah, man, fucking stoked to be here. That was a great intro. Uh, I think you might have gassed me up too much. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, yeah. Set, the, set the bar high. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, it's great to be here, man. I'm stoked to be on here. I've, heard, I've been listening to this a little bit because um, I saw you guys when you did the podcast with Nick Collini. Um, listen to that podcast and that was that was fire so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh appreciate it appreciate yeah it. shout out nick great guy hey yeah. shout out nick yeah yo so to start off we always ask you know where are you from uh so i'm originally from halifax nova scotia which is like a city on the east coast of canada um so yeah i grew up here oh uh, like, shit oh you're from nova scotia dude that's so cool you were yeah so you okay cool that's <laughs> no, no. yeah not everyone like knows or is like yeah. familiar with it um even when I like go to Toronto, people are like, oh, like, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. But, um, yeah, anyway, so grew up here, um, and then moved to Toronto for school. Um, so now I'm going to TMU or Ryerson, um, and yeah, going to school there. Tough. Wow. Tough. Damn. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, what were some of your like early interests growing up? Um, I think my early interest growing up was like, it was pretty typical. Like Halifax is like a pretty hockey town. <laughs> so I started playing hockey like when I was really young. And then I was like, this sucks. Like my feet hurt in the skates. It's mm-hmm. cold. It's like six yeah. in the morning. I was like, I'm 11. I don't have to say anything. I quit that. Uh, and then yeah, I was really into sports growing up. Um, so like played a lot of volleyball, um, was into skating because like my older cousin, um, was into skateboarding and kind of taught me how to skateboard kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always into that. Um, was terrible though, awful at skateboarding. Yeah. Um, but so much fun. And then, yeah, played a lot of volleyball. Um, uh, and then always into music growing up too. My dad, um, was a DJ and like owned a record store, record store, um, growing up. I played in a band, um, did all like the music stuff out here on the East Coast. So, um, just always been super into music. Um, uh, so started DJing when I was like 14, um, uh, doing like, like high school and junior high dances oh. here. And like we would bring the speakers out and like do the whole thing. So that was always fun. Um, and yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of my like interest growing up. Um, and eventually kind of through all of that got into fashion. Um, yeah. So at that point when you said you got into fashion, who were some people you kind of were influenced by? I think the earliest influence probably again goes back to my cousin. His name is Adam. Um, and so he was skating. So he was obviously like wearing like skate clothes and stuff. Um, and like keep in mind, especially Halifax, like 10 years ago. It's pretty small and like not super yeah. tap. Like there wasn't that many like direct influences around me, um, as well. So like, I'll, like he was kind of my initial one. And then like he had like Tony Hawk pro skaters, like games on his GameCube. Oh, so he used to like yeah. run that up. Um, and yeah, so that was, that was always fun. And then eventually just through the internet, like honestly, um, uh, was so big because like 
you don't have access to it all the time here. And I didn't really know mm-hmm. anyone. Um, there's only, there's actually, shout out to the one store here that is really killing it. Um, there's a few now, but Richmond is a store that's been doing it forever. And they carry, it's like a high fashion store here. Um, the owners are great. The team is great. And I was, I was always going in there in like high school, like early, like even junior high. Cause mm-hmm. they, they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. And, uh, I would always go in with my friends. We, it would like be, that would be what we were doing that day. We'd like take the bus downtown and go to Richmond and like go look at all the clothes. And it would be like, it's like Stone Island and all these different brands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask like what kind of brands were in there. So it's like Stone Island kind of probably. Yeah. They did like color. a, yeah. Cone. They did, or I don't know if they had Cone. They had, they had Raph. They have Raph, um, Acne, um, they have, uh, Y Projects, they have, there's a bunch of different stuff they carry. They carry a lot of Solomons and stuff. Um, and there was a full circle moment with them, even for me this summer, which we can get into later, but when I was doing my internship, we ended up working with them. Um, they were one of the stores that we worked with. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was an early one. And then obviously the internet, I guess like some would be like, kind of that era of YouTuber, like, I don't know if you guys remember like Magnus Ronning. Um, and like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, was like a big reason why I even got into clothing. Um, and then, oh my God, how many, uh, Jacob, uh, who's Jacob was another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like that was, those were my early, that's like why I got into fashion. Honestly, I was watching those and I was like, oh, this is fire. Cause he was doing the, Magnus was doing the, like interviewing people in the Supreme line in the UK, like in London, like in like 2016, he yeah, would have been doing yeah. that. Um, and that's probably when I was like, oh. This is kind of sick, and then just kind of was, that was, was there. yeah, yeah, kind of that was yeah. kind of my entry point into it, um, and then yeah, wow, that's so interesting. How like so many like guests we've had on thus far, including myself, like our like entry point into fashion was like watching either like a fashion YouTuber mm-hmm. or them like doing like an unboxing or a vlog. Or yeah, something. and that's why it's so interesting to me because I that's not like I never was uh, YouTube fashion person yeah i remember you yeah, told like me I this never, too yeah, i never yeah. watched yeah i never watched that kind of stuff so damn interesting yeah so yeah. when it comes to, so when it comes to fashion did you necessarily um and i'm speaking more so towards like you know college or well, of course like college right now like um are you going to school for fashion at all or yeah so kind of so basically like i didn't know for sure what i wanted to do coming out of high school i just knew i wanted to go to toronto and i only applied at tmu <laughs> That's the only school I applied to. I applied to like three programs that are like film, photography, and um, then creative industries. So creative industries what is like a combination program. So you kind of do the business side of like fashion. So I did, and you kind of choose streams, like 12 streams. I chose fashion and media because they just made the most sense. And then as soon as I moved to Toronto, I was like, oh, okay, like I want to do fashion. Like this is what I want to do, like right away. Um, right. So yeah. I, I kind of looked into getting into like the fashion design program later on, but it honestly like was going to delay my degree so much. And I was already kind of like entering the scene a little bit and starting to like, yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, like I don't necessarily want to be in school for two extra years in my undergrad. Like, I don't know if that would serve Mm -hmm. me more than just like going out and working for two years and like Mm kind of teaching myself. And I think I got, yeah, my program basically, it's almost like a program and like working for like an agency is like the best way to put it. Like you really learn the business side and it requires like a strong understanding of the industry. Um, And it's a pretty business course heavy program uh, but i love it a lot of kids are like hit or miss on it but i think it's like really sick because i think it gives you room in your outside of school life to pursue everything you need to pursue and then it always like ties back into the program so like yeah yeah sick so you're having a good time it's just fine yeah i fucking love it yeah it's dope and it's giving me enough time yeah. to like do all my other internships and um yeah all the other necessary steps 
to like learning. So yeah, so, yeah, I fucking hated school. I'm <laughs> so glad I'm done with it. Not you and me both. <laughs> and so, when did you necessarily meet? You know, some of you know, of course, we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Nick Collini and like Nico. Like, when did you meet those guys over there, like Adidas Matrix, and how did you get right. you know, acclimated with the relationship with them? Yeah, so it's kind of like a funny story. So how I met like the original, like kind of my like Nick and like uh, Jack Peros, who's another close friend of mine. We initially met through school. They were both in my program. Um, oh wow! Jack lasted three weeks, <laughs> and then he <laughs> dropped out. Uh, but he hasn't gone back to school since. He's a professional videographer and director. And then Nick lasted a year. Uh, and we met on one of those like now, basically every year. There's like um, so this is 2020. This is fall 2020 that we met. So it's like coming out of COVID. So it was weird, but there was Instagram accounts where it was like class of 2024. Um, and then it's like people go on there and like you can follow other people that are in your class or whatever. So I met them through that. I met Nick initially through Instagram and then just became really tight with him in January when he, cause he didn't even come to the university yet. He didn't move on to campus till second semester. Uh, but Jack lived like right next to Rez. I was living on Rez. Jack lived right there in a house. So. Um, I was kicking it with Jack a lot, and then Nick moved on campus, and we all kind of became friends. And then Nick needed a place to live that summer, and then I had found a place, but all my roommates were leaving. So he was like, "Can I just sublet?" And then I was like, "Yeah." So then we lived together that summer, and it was it was dope. That was when he was working for John Brown at Curbs, and he didn't know for sure if he was gonna be able to like stay or get that job, and it ended up working out. But anyways, fast forward. So first year of school, I was playing volleyball for the school. Um, I was like playing, yeah, I was playing volleyball as a little. Did you did you get Walk, did you walk on? I was kind of recruited, kind of walked on. It was weird. Like I had reached out to them and then did like a visit, and then they were like, "Yeah, we'd love to have you like on the team." And I was like, "Cool." Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that was dope. So I was like, initially, that was like kind of my focus. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna do five years. I'm gonna play volleyball. <laughs> like that was what I was yeah. coming into like Toronto to do, and it changed really yeah. fast. Go pro. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, uh, and I, I definitely <laughs> was run not, this shit up. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely not good enough to go pro. <laughs> But I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna like try and play volleyball for as long as I can, like live the dream, whatever. Um, and then I kind of got to school and whatever. And then my interest expanded, and I think I just grew up a little bit. And I was like, oh, there's so much more out there than just doing this sport. And it's and anyways, it stopped becoming fun. So I ended up like leaving the team. And then um, in at the start of second year, so at this point, Nick had started inter- interning with Adidas. And that, that summer before that internship, so summer of 2021, I was working at a restaurant in Liberty Village called Local. Uh, I was just like hosting there and I would be working like at the door. So like, and I would, Nico like lives right there. So every day I would see these guys walking in the street all wearing Adidas, like head to toe. Yeah. Fry like, shit. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what is, like, what the fuck is this? Like, I need to understand and like meet these guys. They never came into the restaurant because it was just like, whatever restaurant so they never came in shut up local though that was a good time i had a lot of fun working there but um yeah like that summer i had done uber eats before that delivery on the bike and then i was doing the restaurant and i was like trying to just figure oh out shit quick quick little quick little tangent how was that on the bike <laughs> delivering dude. Uber eats on the bike <laughs> it was like, fucking gnarly dude it was gnarly but it was it was definitely good like like character building very like necessary and at that point you can make good money right because it was still covid yeah. like it was still locked down so I made good, made great money, but like, and I was in great shape too. I was like, oh, I'm gonna come. Yeah, that's what I was gonna days. say. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stay hydrated and shit. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. I was biking like six, seven hours a day, which is like not a lot, but I didn't have an electric bike, so it was like, 
It was no, like, it was decent. What? You say you well, the other Uber drivers. Dude, oh so yeah, no, yeah, yeah. They're they going they shit on my yeah. stats. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So then COVID kind of lifted, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna work at a restaurant now." So like, I want to meet people. I hadn't met anyone because I was just doing that for like two months. And then, anyway, so I see those guys walking down the street. I start being familiar with the brand, and then Jack. It all kind of happened at the same time. Jack started working with them. I think he shot. I don't remember what he did. I think it was an ad for Fitteds, like on a beach or something. He was doing like some. Uh, DOP work for them, and then ended up, and then Nick starts this internship there. They post an internship up. Nick starts working there, and then a couple months later, I quit volleyball, like October, September, probably September. And I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do now?" So then Nick was like, "You should just like learn Photoshop and like Illustrator, and just like figure see what happens." So I started learning that, and then meanwhile, I tried to start getting in with the Adidas. So like, I would like they would do a pop up. They didn't want a contraband. Like this would be two years ago now, almost. And I remember going in and I was like, hey, I'm going to wear it. Look fly. Like, hopefully Nico's here. Like, cause I followed them and I kind of was like trying to be aware of like what yeah. was happening. And hope, thank God Nico was there and ended up like having like a 30 minute conversation with him. Um, and then I remember like calling my dad after and I was like, man, I just met this guy, Nico. Like, it was so far. Like, I want to work for them one day. Like, um, and then they had a shoot like a month later. Um, and Kalini was like, oh, maybe I can get you on as like an assist for this. And I was like, cool. And then, Clean kind of couldn't because he was just starting there, so so he wasn't as close with them yet. Um, and then he couldn't. But then my friend Daniel Barden was like, um, "Just come with me. Like you could be my my assistant." He was shooting BTS. He did not need an assistant. <laughs> right, yeah. So then I just like show up on set and like afterwards, Nico told me he was like, "Yo, I was wondering who the fuck you were, but I was too busy to ask you, <laughs> so I just let you hang yeah. out." I was like, "Cool, okay." <laughs> um, and then. Fast forward like another month and they were looking for like a product photography intern, but I'd never done that. I didn't know how to do it. And then I was like, then, so I didn't apply. And then they hired someone and it didn't work out. So then they were still looking for someone. And Kalini in a meeting was like, yo, this Parker kid, um, has been like learning Photoshop. He's okay. Like he's a cool kid. He's one of my friends. Like you guys should interview him. Yeah. So then Nico just texted me and he was like, Hey, if you can get a, like do this photo, like Photoshop test, like I'll hire you. <laughs> Yeah. And it was terrible. Oh my god, I did a terrible job. But he still hired me. Um, and that's kind of how yeah, I started working, working with them, which is like kind of a like wow. funny story. But yeah, just try to like get in my foot in the door any way I could, and then thank God it worked out. Now those are some of my like best friends. So yeah, tough. No, that's yeah. damn. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. Damn. And so I saw that you did a bit of you do a bit of modeling as well, and yeah. I saw you walk in the Reese Cooper show. Yeah. Talk about talk about that experience as well as just you know just doing modeling in general. Like, yeah, modeling is something that I have a really funny relationship with because I think I'm really fortunate to be able to do modeling. But it's also funny because it's like, and not to detract from great models, but I always feel like um, it's something that was like almost given, and you have to obviously stay in shape and like know how to move on set and stuff. But it's something that um. I just think it is a really great opportunity right now. And I think it's like, I can get into rooms that I probably couldn't have at the age of 20, um, mm-hmm. modeling, um, versus like what I want to be known for later on is like making clothes, like working in the industry mm-hmm. and stuff. But, and there's a few models that have done a really good job of leveraging their career. Um, Tristan Cole and, um, Pierre Vicente, like come to mind, I think, as like mm-hmm. local talent who like mm-hmm. turned like crazy modeling careers into like brands and like leverage those connections. Um, so that's kind of how I look at modeling. So. Actually, shout out to Daniel Pierre Varden again. He is someone who asked me to be on one of my first shoots for modeling ever. And I shot with uh, Danny, like Wave God. And it was for, 
a TNU brand called Intermission Labs and did this like shoot and yeah, it was super fun. And then Daniel was like, you should actually start modeling. So then I started doing some modeling. And then anyways, for Reese Cooper, what happened was we were at Fashion Week with Adidom and it kind of ended up turning into like just a trip with like a bunch of my homies. There was like 10 of us in an Airbnb and the Airbnb was just like like, three people. It was like a gong show. Like it was a lot of fun, but like we were like sleeping on the floor. Like it was grim. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was one of those was like, we're all just going to go, like, fuck it. Um, mm-hmm. and so then I had met this kid in Montreal, cause that, that summer I had spent a month in Montreal. This was last summer modeling with, I got the opportunity to model for Essence, which was really cool. Um, oh, and then, which was great. You know, I thought I saw, I thought I'd seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally that's, yeah. So yeah. that's probably, I get that all the time. Even fucking when I was out, I was in Halifax last night. Um, and this kid comes to me, he's like, yo, like, do you, did you model for this brand? It was Korea Farzane, which is like a Persian brand. Or no, I don't remember what country, I think it's Persian. Anyways, um, I was like, great brand, super fire. They have really good, uh, knitwear. Um, and I was like, I don't think I modeled for them. Then I was like, oh, I did for Essence. He was like, oh man, like I knew it, like I saw you. And then, um, but I'm in like a Halifax bar washroom when this happens. So everyone was like, oh, you're a yeah. model? Like it was like a whole like <laughs> debacle. Um, but it was really funny. Um, and yeah, so I got to do that, which was really cool, but I met this guy named Calvin, who's so kind. I've never met someone who looks more, like, young Michael Jackson. Like, it's insane. Like, I'll send mm. you guys a photo. Like, it's ridiculous. He's a great model. <laughs> um, I think he was supposed to do some stuff with Adidas. Hopefully he will in the future. Um, because Nico Solomon was like, what? Like, <laughs> he literally yeah. looks like 18-year-old Michael Jackson. Like, it's insane. Um, Damn, that's wild. Yeah, super nice dude. And yeah. he, um, like, one of the kindest people I've ever met. So he's in, he's partially French, like France French, as well as like Montreal mm-hmm. French. So he has an agency out there. I don't have an agency out there. And basically what happened was I landed in Paris, but the other guys I was staying with were in London the week before. So the only person I knew when I landed, they were getting there the next day or like later that day was Calvin. And he was like, oh, just come to all my castings with me. And I was like, okay, sure. So we went to like a few of his castings and I just kind of chilled. And then we got to the Reese Cooper one and he was like, Loki, you can sneak into this one. <laughs> So yeah. we like showed up to the Reese Cooper casting and then I just like get in line and follow other models and there's like probably like 60 models there and I'm like, oh man, like I don't know what they're going to ask me. So then you go in, like um, you yeah. sit down and then you go upstairs to like their studio and it was crazy. You walked up and like there was like ladies like sewing clothes, like they were like getting everything ready. Like they had like a photography studio, they had all the looks, they had all the clothes. Like, it, was a, it was a classic like pre-fashion yeah. show mm-hmm. like energy. Um, like what you would see in like a movie, right. it was cool. So then they have you like go up to like this table and they're doing casting and they're like, okay, let's just write your name in your agency. <laughs> so I was like, so I wrote my name in my agency in Toronto. <laughs> um, cause you're supposed to have a France yeah. agency to do this. And then I'd like go, I give it to them and then I go to do my time. Like in the, you waited in line and then you go up after giving them that form, you wait off to the side and they, they bring out like five months. All the time, then they do their walks. So you're watching all these other models do their walk, and thank God yeah. my modeling coach Tom or my agent Tommy had a walk randomly. He was like, "Oh, by the way, you should like know how to do this just in case." And yeah, so I end up going up, and there, and then I do the walk, and then this British guy just from the sideline was like, "So, like, what's your agency? Like, what agency is that?" And I was like, "Uh, it's like, oh, like it's a Canada one. Like, I don't really have one here." And I was like, at this point, I'm like shitting bricks. I'm so nervous. I was like, I don't yeah. Know. I'm gonna get like booted, and then yeah. in the end, he's like, "Oh no, that's fine. Just like write your Instagram down." I was like, "Oh, cool. Okay." So then I do the walk, and then thinking that they're not gonna like 
I'll do it. And then after he was with me, he's like, oh, okay, like, send me a message. Like, we'll get you to, like, do this. Um, we want to cast you. So then I go back the next, like, two days and then end up getting, and then that day, though, I dropped the location. Cause so I was like, if I can sneak in, all my homies can also sneak in. So then, like, yeah. six of us ended up going to the casting and three of us got cast, which was cool. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, Tyrell, uh, McLennan, and, um, Uzi, who's, like, one of the Adidas, like, classic models, all, we all got to walk together. So that was really cool. Um, so how, what's the, uh, I'm asking, I'm asking for my co-host here. How do you, how do you walk? How did you, like, <laughs> what's the secret to a good, Yo, you to gotta, a good like, walk? Um, gotta walk with like confidence. Um, and I guess like, I feel like the generic tip is like, you almost have to feel like someone's like yeah. pulling a cord, like tight you gotta on top of your walk head. Walk with the fucking princess diaries, walk with the book on your head type shit. That's yeah. You yeah. Do. Okay. <laughs> Right. Are you yeah. taking notes? This is for you. Yeah, write it, it down. Write it down. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's uh it's just it's it's mostly just confidence. Like if you exude an air of confidence, and um that's kind of what they're looking for, which is almost always what they're looking for. Um, I feel like you'll get it. Um, and just like a consistent pace. I don't know. All I don't right. feel like I'm talking out of my ass. I did one show. Um, <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, it's, it was a hot show, dude. Reese Cooper is no, tough, dude. He's tough. No, yeah. yeah he stuff. was super nice. I want to show him. He was super nice and has stayed in contact. And yeah, like super nice dude. Sick. Love his brand. You um, gonna spin it back? My mom almost. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. they do another yeah. show. Yeah. I fucking love to. Um, my mom was like, "Oh, like I'm kind of liking this Reese Cooper brand that you walked for." So maybe she'll get it. Yeah, no. she was loving. <laughs> hey. Um. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that was a really, really cool experience. And it was fun because everyone got to come to the show that we knew. So like, all the added yeah. guys were like on the sideline and they were like, yeah. they were like hooting and hollering. And like, <laughs> I was probably so hard yeah. not to laugh. I was like, yeah. I, just, I can't laugh. And I was like, it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's dope. Now to transition into your brand secretaries, right? When yeah. did you get the initial idea to want to start the brand? Oh man. I and, the, to brand. and the name as well. Yeah, so it's actually, it's a fun story. So I wanted to start a brand in high school. I always did. But when it came to a name, I was always like, the fuck am I going to call my brand? I have nothing to say yet. And I think yeah, I was stalled. I, I felt like I was stalled for a long time. I was like, I feel like I don't have a story to tell yet. And I I kind of knew really early on that a brand needs like a story to tell. I just, I don't know. I, I always find it tough when, yeah, anyway, I, I always thought the name was really important. And I didn't agree with the idea, at least personally, that like a, a name doesn't mean anything until you give it meaning. Which is like true to a certain extent, but I also love the idea of having a name with a bit of like personal meaning. So, um, then I fast forward to first year university. I'm sitting in and I would do some research on like old nightlife in Halifax. So I was kind of like interested in that. And my dad was in that. Then I found out this name, um, cause there's like an old Facebook page and it's like old Halifax bars. Cause Halifax used to be the bar cap, like most bars per capita in like North America or something or Canada. Um, oh, shit, bro. yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of yeah. deep, like club bar culture here. Um, and so there's like a In big Nova Scotia. Region. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Fun to go out here. Okay. It's, it rocks. Yeah. Going out here is yeah. really fun. It's different. It's very okay. different. It was a lot of like live music. Um, but there was big room clubs. Like there was this one called the palace, which is like a sports bar or something now, but it was a big room. It was like a 2000 capacity club <laughs> and it would like be you, filled. I think my problem is, is, when I think of Nova Scotia, I'm thinking of like cold, snowing. Yeah. Like, I don't I mean, think of it as like yeah. a yeah. But I guess people, I guess you gotta people gotta party. You know what I'm saying? People, I guess you just tell the people. Yeah, people gotta party. So yeah, 
yeah, like there's some crazy like Halifax like old stories, but so I found this like Facebook page and on it they were naming off like old bars, like where they used to be, what they were like. And this name comes up and it's like secretaries. And I was like, hmm. So then I like asked around and like asked my dad about it. He was like, Oh yeah, it was super fun. Like it was only around for like three years. Um it was owned by like a Greek dude. because um, the Greeks used to own a bunch of uh nightlife in Halifax. There's like a bunch of Greek people that own the nightlife. So um anyways. Yeah, so I get this name, and I'm like, this kind of stuck with me. And then I'm sitting in Jack Harrow's living room with him and this uh, one of my friends, Jacob Barnett, who's a really talented graphic designer and um, art director. And he was I kind of brought this name up, and they're like, oh, that's kind of fire. And then we just kind of went from there, and like that's where like, the name comes from. Um, so it's basically this old nightclub like, bar that my dad used to DJ at and was like this like really fun spot in Halifax. So, um, yeah, that's where the name comes from. That's tough. Damn. It's a good name too. Rolls off the tongue real nice. Yeah. I'm always worried it's like too long, but like uh Ah dude. It probably embroiders real nice on shit too. Yeah. It does, it does. After this I wanna show you guys I just got a sample in literally on Friday and I'll show you guys after. But pretty oh, nice. Exclusive. Yes. <laughs> Video <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. Now what how much time is taken into account when it comes to because when I, the first thing that drew me to your brand, of course, was obviously the visual aspect of everything, right? Yeah. So how much time is taken into account for you to put together or direct a particular video or draw inspiration to, you know, showcase a particular piece in a sort of way that you truly want to? Mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. Um, honestly, like as much time as it needs and it takes, um, and it takes me a long time. I do a lot of digging. Um, like for example, so the, the bull riding stuff I just did with like the Secretary's Rodeo. So where I find myself constantly referencing is like old movies that are centered around nightlife, like seventies, eighties, nineties movies. Nineties is a little even too recent. I prefer like seventies and eighties movies that, um, are around nightlife. Um, so like one movie that's like a classic. I mean, I think this was done and filmed in the nineties, but it's set in the seventies is Days and Confused. So that inspiration, oh, that, yeah, classic movie. And there's a scene where they're walking into the bar. Um, and they're, it's like a pool hall. Um, so mm -hmm. that scene kind of inspired the first video where it was like the slow mo. Cause I was like, cause there was kind of this, like they had this motion effect kind of where it kind of was slow mo, but it kind of wasn't. And they're doing this, just creating this like really rich, um, scene of the bar with all these different characters. And I was like, hmm, this is really fire, because I think secretaries, a big part of it is, like, the people, um, I feel like every fucking brand says this, but the people that kind of make up my life and, like, my community are our secretaries. Um, and, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't, like, yeah. So I kind of wanted to highlight all these characters in, like, a fun way. So that's kind of where the idea for the first video came up. And then initially it was going to be photos. It wasn't going to be video at all. Um, it was just going to be photos, like moments before disaster photos, where it's like someone's going to be like spilling a drink and like whatever, kind of all the different little scenes we had in the video. Um, and I was talking to Jack Harrows, who filmed it, and he was like, you could totally do this as a video and it wouldn't be that hard. And then we found like someone who could do CGI, who did the cards and like the the beer that was spilling and all this stuff. And we just wow. filmed it. And it took me a while to find that bar, um, Ted's Collision. Dope dive bar in, uh, in, in Toronto, if you guys ever have time. Um, owner was super stoked. They loved it. They're like, oh, this is so fun. Um, and yeah, so anyway, so, um, that was, it takes a long time though. Um, I think for me to figure out like what I'm going to be doing. Like right now, I'm doing a lot of research, but it always just, I find out like something that interests me and then I just go down a rabbit hole, like researching it, trying to like understand it, seeing how I can tie it back into the brand. Um, but yeah, cause I think, 
like you said, the content's the first thing that you noticed. And right now, the content around secretaries is what people resonate with the most. It's the content and the events. And right now, I'm trying to bring the clothing up to a certain standard. But I think it's almost more important for the events and content to be something that people can buy into. And then the clothing is going to, like, it's almost going to serve as, like, merch. Like, I'm almost looking at it as merch for the events and for the, the content yeah yeah no I, yeah that's what you're saying Cause, yeah and it's like we've had brand owners on the podcast before where they've just spoke on just having creating something or creating a brand where you know it tells a story and like creating these visuals or these you know lookbooks to you know capture that story and for a particular buyer to look into that and be like oh wow like i want to buy this just because of yeah. what i'm like buying into yeah. in terms of like the overall story like so that. like yeah. no i definitely yeah. love that no it's it, and it's the hardest thing right now, too, is there's such a saturation of brands. It's like, how do you get people to actually buy into, like, your identity and your story? And, like, yeah, I, I, I still struggle with that. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what that means for secretaries. But definitely still, like, like working on it. Um, but I'm glad, like, that the content is, like, resonating um, with people. So, yeah. Nice. Now, how do you, when it comes to releasing particular pieces, how do you, how do you differentiate which particular pieces you want to necessarily work on, whether like you want to do a hoodie or a crew neck, like which of course I've seen you've done. How do you differentiate that? Or how do you go into the process of, you know, coming up with that? But then also, and as another question, um, what's your most favorite piece that you've released thus far? Yeah. So I think when it comes to like figuring out what I'm going to make, um, I'm still so learning that process. Like it's kind of just like, Oh, I like this. Like I'm going to make it. Um, and then I look back at some pieces and I'm like, oh, these weren't like super, um, consumable, like a red crew neck, a bright red raglan crew neck isn't for everyone. And it was yeah. kind of fun. Like, especially as like a, like a new brand, it's almost like I fight this battle between like statement pieces and then p- pieces that a lot of people can wear and buy. And I kind of want to start creating right. collections that are like a bit broader in that sense where it's like one or two aspirational pieces. So it's almost mm-hmm. like even one, ideally. Um, and then the lookbook's filled with like one-off pieces that we kind of create to build out the story. Because I can do a one-off sample of stuff, but it's whether right now I have the demand on the stuff I want to make to fulfill like a bulk order on something that's like a little bit more out there. Um, so like right now I have like a, I'm doing some hoodie sampling and some t-shirt sampling because I know that stuff's going to move. But then I'm also working on some products that are, I'm also trying to develop like a hat that's going to become like a signature hat for the brand. Um, so still like working on that. Um, it's always hard to try and like create signature products, I feel like. Um, yeah, I, I'm still learning so much about this process, to be honest, about like kind of what to make and how to make it. But, um, yeah, I'm starting to try to strike this balance between like consumable pieces that are really like wrap the brand and kind of tie into like the ideas that like people can, mm. who, no matter who buy they into, are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can buy into the brand. And then also I kind of want to serve that fashion customer and also, build that brand identity like even for adidam like for something like the varsity jackets like a lot of people aren't buying the varsity jacket a lot of people might want that piece it's a fucking great piece it's a really expensive piece um so it's almost like an aspiration like this is the peak of the vision of that collection for the roots collab for example but then they also did a ton of hoodies they did three colorways and those hoodies did great numbers because people were like i can't get the jacket but i can't afford the hoodie or it's like the jacket's too much for me so let me grab the hoodie it's like something that i can right. buy into the vision because I believe in the vision, but it's at a price point that I can like understand and like mm-hmm. kind of digest. So, or even like a style level that I can like digest. Um, mm-hmm. Cause not everyone wants to do the crazy 
Yeah, not everyone feels comfortable doing the yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. So trying to like learn that balance and like figure that, out. especially like when you're bootstrap financing everything in college, and like I'm not like someone who's sewing stuff by hand by myself. Yeah, so that's it's just like, hard. It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, yeah. and like, yeah. um, and dealing with like MOQs on manufacturers. And yeah, stuff. bro. I, I'm, don't even. Yeah. You fucking start on the goddamn MOQ, bro. Just make me one, bro. Please, just make me one or two. Like, why do we have to? Why do I need to order a hundred, bro? Why? Yeah, it's no. I've, unfortunately, I've started to find some good ones. Like Nico plugged me into some great manufacturers. Um, but yeah, it's even it, it's it, it's yeah. Still like a lot to learn on that front. But I think my favorite piece, honestly, it's the one like this is one I sampled that I'm going to show you guys after. I'm so excited about it, and it's so simple. But I'm like, I love this. I'm gonna wear it every day. Yeah. Um, which I maybe hinted at what it is, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, the stuff I'm working on next is always my favorite shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it has to be, honestly. Yeah, once you make one thing, you gotta you gotta keep it moving. You can't. Stop. You gotta. Yeah, no. And it's funny, you like by the you by the time stuff right. comes out, I think I know Nico goes through this. He's like over it by the time stuff yeah. is fully he, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I've been looking at this for six months, eight months, whatever it is. Like, yeah, especially yeah. their lead times are so long. Mine are a bit shorter, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so. Oh, at some point, I'm not sure if you've done a collaboration already, but what's your view on, you know, collaborating with other brands, and do you see yourself collaborating with another brand at some point? Collaborations are so interesting. Um, I think we kind of lived through an era where it was like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. Everyone's collaborating with everyone. This is fucking nuts. This is way too much. Um, and I think people have, like, stepped back from that. I think I just, like, the main thing that comes with collaborations, like, I mean, I kind of will, I think collaborating on events makes a lot of sense for me, like, even working with Shirley on our chess club that we did. Um, I think that was like a super fun collaboration that kind of captured the spirit of both brands and like brought out like a good crowd of people who just like loved the ideas behind the brands and wanted to kick in. And like, I think collaborations on events is really fun. Um, from a clothing perspective, man, I honestly don't know who Palace would be really fun. I think Palace would be super fun because yeah. I just think Palace is like, mm-hmm. Palace is sick, dude. It's sick. They, they never have like, they're so fun. Yeah. They never stray. I mean, they're doing a lot of collabs right now, but they're always good. They're always good. The yeah. Gucci one was last year specifically. They went crazy with the Gucci collab. Um, I was a big fan of the, the Polo one. Was in yes. the Polo collaboration mm, yeah. like those years ago. That shit was it was, was nuts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Palace would be a lot of fun. Of course, like all the homies, like Adidas, Shirley, Hint Lab, um, will eventually do something together. Of course, like that's just always how it's going to be. Um, one day I'll do a fitted with Adidas. I'm waiting, holding that one in the barrel, but. Yeah, I definitely want to do one. Speaking of existence. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Nico and I already talked about it. Nico was like, yo, when you're ready, let's do it. And I was like, I'm going to save it. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, definitely definitely no, in the long term, there'll be something. Now, I know early in the interview, you, you know, of course, brought up the fact that, you know, you DJ as well, too. Yeah. And I saw that you and Nick Polini, of course, you have, uh, was the tandem with both of you called the interns? Yeah. Back to back? How did that come about? And how do you like just DJing in general? Like, how do you like? Yeah. Um, it came up because we were just at the office and like we were, we got booked to do, it was an asterisk, something like an asterisk party or something. They were like, oh, we'd love to DJ, whatever. And then we were like, we're sitting across the table. And we're like, yeah, do you want to go back to back? And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what should, what should our like name be? And then it was just like, oh, what if we're like the interns? Like, cause that's what like what we are. And he was like, oh, true. Yeah. So then that's where the name came hard. from. 
And yeah, I mean, oh. right now this guy's Mr. Like worldwide. This guy's in Europe right now. He's in London. Um, so we haven't been able to DJ together mm-hmm. in like a while. Um, cause I was in New York this summer. So I like, I barely see this kid anymore. Um, but yeah. Um, price you gotta yeah. pay when you're popping, dude. Price Yo, you gotta pay. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, so we've been doing that and it's like so much fun to DJ with him and we just try to have a good time and like kind of bring just a lot of like energy and like bring like flips and keep things really dancey. And over the last, I would say, like, year, my interest has gone way more, like, garage-oriented for, like, music. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to, like, start spending more, like, garage. And, like, just, like, I love Eurodance, um, which is, like, hilarious. And, like, oh, yeah. um, just kind of expanding my I'm music trying to get, I'm trying to get Kenny. I'm, I'm waiting for him, bro. I'm trying to go back-to-back with Ken, but Kenny don't like to come outside. He don't like to go out. Yeah. So. Yo, this, yo, that would be a fire back-to-back. Right. That's what I've expressed. the Ultra, the Ultra So, like, I've expressed to my co-host here how, of course, my my dream aspiration is to eventually become a DJ at some point. But I'm waiting. Wait, wait, this is, that's not that's not your dream. Your ass. Well, no, yeah, it's, it's, do it's it one of your goals. One of my goals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Correction. It was one of my goals. I want to be. That's what I want to do. I want to be a DJ forever. <laughs> but like, yo, I'm just waiting for. I feel as if for myself, I'm find, trying to find the right time in order to get into that. Yo, there's no right time than right now, baby. Let's go. All right. Yeah, he's fit. You just got to do it. Hey. I think you, you guys already got taste. Because, yo, 50%, like, no, 90% of DJing is taste. Like, if you know what to play, when to play mm-hmm. it, and you can read a crowd, those two things make up, like, 90%. Like, whether, like, mm-hmm. only other DJs are going to care how good your mix is as long as it doesn't, like, aggressively disturb the flow of the room. So it's, like, mm-hmm. Your track selection and like being able to read the room are the most important things. And like, I, mean, I feel like you guys could do that. So you just yeah, gotta start. I think that I believe in you, bro. I think we got it. Damn, damn. Hey, all right. Say less. Coming soon <laughs> next year. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. You guys can DJ a secretary's party. Hell yeah. Hey, let's get it. There we go. Now, before we get before we get you out of here, I wanted to ask these two last questions. Um, what are some goals for yourself that you want to accomplish? Um, also personally, but then also creatively before the end of the year? Yeah, I think before the end of the year, um, it's funny because I'm coming to kind of a point where I'm, I'm about to graduate um, and it's like, oh, this is like kind of a big, like, I'm going to have so much more time with my day. like, And there's definitely the pressure of like whether I go the route of working for someone else right away and trying to get a job in like a bigger house, like whether that's like a fashion house in Europe um, or working in New York at um, my internship that I had this summer, which was dope. Um, shout out Plus Plus. I had learned so much there and I had like a great time. Love the team. Um, and whether or not I just go all in on secretaries and try and do it. Um, and I'm so basically the goal for the rest of 2023, I think is trying to lay the groundwork so that 2024, the first like six, like we can start trending secretaries in the direction of like, Oh, I can actually do this now. Um, so that's going to come with a lot of like consistency, um, from like an events perspective and a, like a clothing perspective, content perspective, like everything's going to have to become more consistent. Um, I'm kind of bringing on some of my close friends to kind of start helping with the brand a bit more. Cause I've always been like someone who likes to uh, exert a lot of control over the brand. Um, and it's like very like particular about how the brand comes out. Um, so it's like, but I have friends that I trust a lot that I'm kind of going to bring on and. Because I realize it's like literally impossible to do it on your own. You can't. There's just not yeah. enough time in the day, especially like because I'm doing school and everything. Um, but I'm trying to do a lot more events this year. I'm trying to do monthly events um, that are going to be pretty fun. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Like, it's still like a lot in the works, but yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah, I have this like phone number that we've been running, and I kind of want to like do it like day of, drop the date, like the date and location or the location on the day of, and kind of use like house dance parties. But there's still a lot of work um, there to yeah. be done. So kind of laying the groundwork for that. Finding venues is just so difficult. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, so I guess there's like a, the main goal for the rest of this year is just get secretaries trending in a direction where I can do it full time or at least mm-hmm. put, it's at a point where it makes sense to put my full effort into it. Um, right. And then like long-term goals with it, like I would love to open another bar called secretaries, like open secretaries. I think that would be yeah. really like, cool, that like full circle. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so that would be fun. Like, you can get, get your dad to come back to the I've been trying yeah. to get in the DJ at secretary's party for so long. It's going to happen. This 2024, yeah. my dad's going to come back and DJ. Because he's been talking man. about it. retirement. Like, yeah, yeah. He's Because he's, like, about to retire. Like, it, it's not yet, but about in the next couple of years he'll retire. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll get back into DJing with all my time. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'll get a set of CDJs because I have retirement money. I was, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, all right, Bruce. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, just trying to get the brand to a point where I can just be – able to create what I want to create and like throw great parties and make the best content I think is, is the goal. It's always the goal. So yeah. All right. Well, very well said. Well, Parker, yo, it's been a great pleasure having you on the podcast, bro. Like being able to hear your creative process and just, just to hear how you came into your own at this current point is definitely just a great story and just great talking to you during this interview. Um, before we let you go, where can the people follow you as well as the brand? Yeah, um, you can find me at on Instagram at Parks Canada underscore at the end. That's like the, the don't go to the National Parks account. Um, and <laughs> um, secretaries, you can just find at secretaries with like six S's at the end. Um, I need to change. Is it? That, but. Is it, it? No. Is it because some asshole only has secretaries, just the word already on Instagram? Yeah, I was like, who even has, has like, man. Yeah, I know. So I want to see to get, like, pay one of those kids to, like, hack their accounts so that we can just, like, get the user in. Hey, people do that. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, you find the secretaries. Um, I'm in the process of changing over a website right now. Um, so no website. Secretaries.website will be the website when it's, um, back, but it's, I'm changing it up right now. So, um, yeah. Where you can find me. Also, I just got Tumblr, so it's the same username. I don't know. Hell yeah, kind of, Tumblr kind of kids are back, back, dude. Yo, kids are back yeah. on Tumblr. So hell yeah. I'm so were you, were you ever on Tumblr? No. Yeah, bro. You got it. That Tumblr is that's the original shit, bro. Okay, that's the original. No, shit. the source, low key, the source material right now is on Tumblr. There's crazy. There's really yeah. cool people on there. Yeah. Damn. Shit. I'm gonna make an account tonight. Dude. You should. <laughs> do it. Do it. Well, well, man. Like I said, man. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It was uh, definitely a true pleasure having you on. And yo, know, we, on behalf of the both of us, we really wish you the best moving forward, man, with all yeah. of your endeavors. So. I appreciate it. I wish the best for y'all too. So, so sick what you guys are doing. Like, I love, I love following it. So I honored. I was so happy. I was so happy to be uh, asked to be on here. So yeah. Of course. We only we only deal with movers and shakers. So come on, come on, <laughs> come on. You already know what time it is. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Vanity Ultra Podcast, and we are signing out. Peace.